0: Welcome to Guarding Your Nest Egg
1: Podcast. There was a crime that stunned the financial world in 2008. If you work on a trading desk, stop what you're doing for one second. As much
0: as $50 billion is gone, vanished.
1: Bernie Madoff, the man behind the biggest Ponzi scheme in history. Yes, awful guy. But he died in prison recently while serving a 150-year prison sentence. Tens of thousands of people lost billions of dollars in that scam, including celebrities like Steven Spielberg, Kevin Bacon, even the late Larry King. This case probably caused a lot of investors, even listening today, Mike, to ask more questions about how their money is managed. What questions would you encourage someone to ask a prospective advisor?
2: First of all, um, you know, obviously it's confusing for individuals when they're entering into a relationship with a financial advisor for the first time or even just interviewing financial advisors and, and trying to understand how the financial advisor makes their money, trying to understand how their money is protected if they're working with a financial advisor. One of the things that I talk about when I sit down with individuals is just the reality that Nobody wants to become the next victim of whoever the next Bernie Madoff is going to be. I mean, we do actually, people
1: even cite that when they come into you as something uh, that's jarring?
2: They don't necessarily cite it, but I want to get it out on the table right up front. Say, hey, listen, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, nobody wants to become the next victim of whoever the next Bernie Madoff is. So let me explain to you, you know, how it works with us and how we're not. The next bernie madoff so essentially the way bernie did things is he was generating statements and sending them to clients and those statements were fictitious so the, the first thing somebody might wonder is well how, how did you not realize there uh-huh. wasn't money in your account or how did you not realize that this guy was stealing your money and they didn't realize because he was generating the statements it, and then sending it looked to real and it looked real and it looked like they had money in their account. They just didn't have any money in their account. So the way that we get around that and make sure that our clients are protected, even if they don't know us very well, you know, right in the beginning, they're just getting to know us and they're hiring us to be their investment advisor. We're explaining that we use custodians. So the money doesn't come to Talon wealth management. It uh-huh. would go to one of our custodians. These are companies like Fidelity, Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade. So. The money would transfer out of your retirement account or whatever investment account you have right now into an account with one of our custodians. So we don't have access to that money. We can't physically pull money out or go to the someplace in South America that you know with no extradition issues with the U.S. and and just disappear with your money. We physically can't take any money out. Now what our clients have hired us to do is manage their money at the custodian. So we hmm. can make changes. We do make trades on their behalf because frankly that's our job. It's our job to help clients get higher average rates of return net of fees than what they can do on their own. Because frankly, if we can't get them higher average rates of return net of fees, there's no reason to work with us. And then right. if at the same time, we can reduce the amount of risk they're taking to get those returns, or adding value there too. Because as you know, Kristen and our listeners know, most of our clients are either retired or very close to it, and they're just looking for the highest rate of return they can get. But they're not willing to take a lot of risk to get there. So going back to the question, you know, what questions should you you know, ask a prospective advisor that you may want to hire. Well, ask them if they're a fiduciary. A fiduciary is required to put the client's needs ahead of their own, meaning there are plenty of investments out there, and a lot of them might be suitable for you, meaning might get you the average rate of return that you need long term, uh, might accomplish certain goals, but it might not be the best of the options that are available to you. And a fiduciary is required by law to Promote the option that's best for you out of all of the options that are available to you that may or may not be suitable. So ask them if they're a fiduciary. At the same time, just get an idea of if you invest with them, where does the money go? who's your custodian, right? Mm -hmm. I mentioned our custodians are companies like Fidelity, Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade. There are other custodians out there, but just understand the mechanics of that. And then, you know, take a look around. Nobody wants to work with, uh, for lack of a better word, um, fly-by-night organization, you know, take a look at the corporation, take a look at the company, take a look at who's behind the company. At Talon Wolf Management, we're very open about all of that with our clients and certainly with anybody who wants to come sit down with us. You know, it's interesting, Kristen, a lot of times people will be sitting and I can tell you the question they're going to ask before they ask it because they dance around a little bit. They're nervous to ask. Let me guess. Well, listen.
1: How much do you get paid? (laughs) How do you get paid? No.
2: How do you get paid? No. Well, how do you get paid is one of it, but that's easy. Uh, The hard question is, I don't want to offend you and I'm sorry to ask, but how do I know my money is going to be safe with you?
1: You know what? I don't even think that should be a problem, asking that question. I guess that's why I asked it's not the a other. Problem
2: for, it's not a problem for us at all, but they, you know.
1: They don't want to go, hey, you can be a scumbag. How do like, I know hey, you're not a scumbag? You, are,
2: they don't want to go, hey, are you going to rip me off or right. is this legit? You know? Right. you know, so I try to create a situation where people don't have to ask me that question. I answer the questions that they might have about whether or not we're legitimate and, you know, how is their money protected before they have to ask me that question. Gotcha. You know? But sometimes they just want to know. So, Kristen, it's important to work with someone you trust. You have to know your money. Money safe. If you'll just make sure that they're a fiduciary, if you just make sure that their custodians are legitimate, if you just take a look around and you know, trust your instinct. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is.
1: Well, here's an interesting headline. This one from Charles Schwab. The retail investing giant says that it added a record 3.2 million customers in the first three months of this year. That's more than all of their new accounts opened in 2020 altogether. Schwab's CEO acknowledges that part of the growth is due to certain names in social media, of course.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: GameStop. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing that so many people are jumping into the market, or maybe not. Well, what do you think, Mike? Well,
2: there's a couple ways to look at this. And then when they say number of people jumping into the market, it's easier to jump in the market these days than it used to be even, you know, five, 10 years ago. It's an app on your phone, right? I mean, we talk about the evolution of the iPhone and it hasn't been that long. I mean, Mm -hmm. the 10 year anniversary was a couple years ago. So what are we 12 years into smartphones even existing? And Hmm. we feel today like, you know, what did we do without them? How did we survive? I remember, you know, <laughs> payphones. Yeah, because you still it hate the iPhone. Wasn't that terrible? Yeah, <laughs> um, and and somebody couldn't get a hold of you every second. That's of kind, of kind, of kind of a good thing sometimes. But yeah, so uh, technology has made it very, very easy. Literally, just go on your smartphone and, and with a thumbprint, open up a brokerage account and start trading. And you can actually, you know, the the minimums have gotten very, very small. So you know, opening an account with a hundred bucks is pretty easy. And, you know, the technology is there. And then this is where we, you know, I guess it's good that people are investing. But then also the frequency of these trades is starting to affect markets. And so when you get lots and lots of people and the GameStop thing, that was mostly younger people Mm -hmm. with apps on their phones. Mm -hmm. They weren't investing individually, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. But there were so many of them investing small amounts that had turned into uh, a lot. Millions and millions of dollars. And then the way the stock market works is it's it's the, the frequency of the trading. So the ability to trade smaller amounts frequently and the way the, the rules work on trades and everything, short squeezes and everything they talked about. So um, it became problematic there for some people and then also great for others, I guess, who made money. So, you know, is it good or is it bad? I think it's great that young people are taking an interest. I worry yeah. a little bit about the interest that they're taking. I think that a lot of people felt like, hey, this is a sure thing and I can make money really really quick. And it almost has a, a sort of a gambling, you know, connotation. Hmm. And I and I don't want investing to be that. I know it is that for a lot of people, but but we never want investing to be gambling for our clients. You know, we of want to not. make decisions based on probabilities, not decisions based on a lot of what we saw happen here recently in markets. So You know, again, our clients are individuals that are either retired or very close to retirement. You have to find a way to make money on your money so that you can maintain your standard of living throughout retirement, but you have to adjust for things like inflation and taxes. And right now, if you take a look at bonds, it's just not gonna do that for you. You know, the bond yields are particularly low. If you take a look at real estate, it's a little scary. It's overbought right now. If you take a look at the banks, Uh, although interest rates are probably going up you're not going to get paid very much to invest at the bank so the most reasonable option for people who want to grow their money right now is the stock market okay but you have to find a way to participate in the market without taking too much risk now there's different ways to do that
1: oh wait do we need an annuity is that what we're supposed to because that's (laughs) what they say well that's what what some people say in the the
2: commercials i know i've seen more and more of those commercials here lately in my opinion no kristen okay um You know, annuities are going to cause problems for people. I reviewed some annuity accounts here last week. And a lot of these annuities, fixed indexed as an example I'm going to use right now, they look at the performance for uh, over a a 365-day period of time, right, one year. Mm -hmm. So it was a statement from April to April. And if you look at what the market said over that period of time, basically markets were up 30-something percent Hmm. over that period of time. This individual who was told that um, they're getting stock market participation, no risk of loss, made less than one percent. Eek! Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't, it, do, it just doesn't work that way, Kristen, at least in this particular fixed index annuity and many of these fixed index annuities. So you can't just say stock market participation, no risk of loss. How much participation am I getting? I realize I can't lose anything, but if right. the market's up 30 something percent and I got less than one, that's a problem. So investors are faced with, Kristen, and we know this, all kinds of just information and sales promotions and marketing is just dropped on them day after day, Uh week after week, and seminars and radio shows and everything else. And they just have to find a way to navigate through all of this information to find out what's gonna be best for them. And the problem is so much of it is bad information. And all we're really trying to do here is help individuals make good decisions, make informed decisions. And so we're happy to sit down and explain what we do and how we do it when it comes to managed money. You know, would an actively managed portfolio be in your best interest moving forward? I don't know until we talk about it, Kristen. Mm -hmm. But if it is, at least we can have that conversation. Would an annuity be appropriate for you? I really don't know until we talk about it. But if it was, we can give you all the information there. But that's why we call it a complete financial plan, is when people come and visit with us, we get the opportunity to walk them through all of the options that are available to them and just help them make informed decisions.
1: If you would like that insight so that you know if, okay, everybody's jumping in the market, is that what I'm supposed to do? Or should I be taking a deeper dive into what's happening with my portfolio? Link up anytime at guardingyournestegg.com. Your pizza delivery person's job may be in danger. Remember this.
2: Get the door. It's Domino's.
1: Well, soon enough, you won't be getting the door or picking it up by having them set it on your front porch. You'll be going to the curb. The Domino CEO told CNBC that it's currently testing a self driving car to deliver pizzas in Houston.
2: Well, what we're really focused on uh, in our trials with Neuro now is really understanding how the customer will interface uh, with the robot at the curb, and then also how we integrate the robot into the operations uh, at the store. You know, long term, we see uh, robotic delivery as a part of our overall ecosystem, along with drivers in cars
1: bringing pizzas to customers' homes. I mean, that's different, but technology, it's changing the world. Technology
2: is changing everything, Kristen. I mean, back in the day, you could order a pizza for your friend at midnight who didn't order a pizza, and you knew the pizza delivery person would be knocking on their door, and it just made you happy inside that the pizza guy was gonna wake them up.
1: By the way, and kids, now you the, had to the, call on the phone to do Now this, everything, too. now
2: everything's smarter, we got smartphones that can train you you can't send people a pizza when they don't want one anymore. <laughs>
1: you can't Much less have a
2: robot do it.
1: Technology it's a great thing. That iPhone that you're always mad at because you still haven't gotten used to it is capable of so many things. Whether you're an Android fan, it doesn't matter. You can do so many things because of technology that you couldn't before. But as a financial advisor, do Mm -hmm. you feel that technology has overall helped or hurt investors when it comes to managing their own portfolios? So I'm
2: a huge fan of technology, Kristen. I think it's helped investors quite a bit. And now it's changed markets. Things work differently than they used to, you know, whether it's... Five years ago, 10 years ago, 20, certainly 30 years ago, things have evolved quite a bit. I mean, if you were to go to the New York Stock Exchange right now and you went down on the floor, you wouldn't see – Thousands of traders in pits running around screaming, you know, hand mm. signals. You wouldn't see that anymore. It's, it's just like you it's don't electronic. call Domino's. No, it, for it, the it's pretty, you know, pre COVID. I was usually up there at least once a year. It's, it's a pretty quiet place. You know, mm-hmm. they're doing TV shows from the floor and stuff now. So technology has changed that. Technology has just changed how we trade. We trade on our phones now, it was computers. But I think overall, the technology part of it is helping investors. It's helping drive the cost of investing down. Okay. Um, and it's helping. People have access to investments that they typically wouldn't have had access to before. I know that um, for advisors or you know what we used to call traders, I don't think it's been as good. One of our advisors, Jim, he's you know phenomenal guy, but he had started in the, the financial services business in the '90s as a trader.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, again, there were no smartphones. Certainly, there were computers, but people weren't using them for trading. He and I were having a conversation the other day, and this brought this to mind. You know, he he was there exactly when Wolf of Wall Street, you know, when that movie, oh my when all of that was going down, and he said, "Hey, yeah, I mean." we were trading, but we knew exactly who he was. And Jim's side of the story is he really was doing that stuff. So if you think that movie is crazy, (laughs) um, according to Jim, it's pretty accurate. And so that world of those traders, and he's like, Mike, you know what we used to make on a trade, you wouldn't believe it. And he's like, I'm so glad things have changed and technology has forced it to the point where, again, clients don't even pay for trades anymore, Mm -hmm. right? He was a product of his environment at the time. But that was how traders made money they made money on the trades and it was it was a percentage but you know it might be three to five percent on that one trade and as you traded your your portfolio that's how you were making money and investors at the time thought nothing of it that was just how it was well now it's not like that you don't pay for the trades anymore you don't work with an advisor at least when it comes to talent wealth management whose interest is getting you to trade as much as possible so that they can make more money we don't make anything on trades Kristen. Mm -hmm. our focus is helping you protect and grow your money as fiduciaries we charge our clients a fee to manage their portfolio As long as net of the fee, they're getting a higher average rate of return, we're providing value. If they're not getting a higher average rate of return net of the fee, there's really no reason to work with us. And like I say all the time, most of our clients are retired or close to it. So if we can also reduce the risk they're taking to get those returns, that's valuable as well. But in my mind, technology has come very, very hard to help investors. It's very inexpensive to trade right now. You can actually get more participation in markets much easier and just the wealth of knowledge that we have. And we can actually educate people to a degree where they can trade on their own. You didn't used to be able to do that, Kristen. You had to trust somebody to do it for you. So I know probably a lot of advisors are a little down on technology and how it's changing their business. Our focus, Kristen, is to help our clients protect and grow their portfolios and adapt to these changes moving forward. So love technology and we are very, very passionate about staying ahead of it and helping our clients benefit from it.
1: Do you have the ability at Talon Wealth Management, if you're a client, to go online and look at what has been going on with your account and see the graphs and all that nerdy stuff? Is that possible?
2: Yeah. I mean, you have access to as much or as little information as, as you'd like to get. So any one of our clients can log on to their account at the custodian. Our custodians are clients like Fidelity, Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade. Again, you just go right to their website and you can see exactly what's going on in your account.
1: You know, Mike, I also think about technology, something it's not capable of. When we talk mm-hmm. about robo-advisors and things like that. That's just having an online platform that manages right. all of your money. Not you and your team honing in on feelings, goals, and trips, and things with the grandkids, and... Yeah,
2: just real life.
1: Yeah, Yeah. technology Mm -hmm. can't do that.
2: Technology is great, Kristen, but it's very cold. You know, it's just, there's nothing uh, warm about it.
1: With the group that you deal with, baby boomers, they're wanting customer service, meaning like a human to talk to. Am I wrong?
2: No, you're not wrong. So technology and and having a robo-advisor is certainly available to anyone but not everybody's looking for that. And, right. and, and frankly, those who are looking for it, it's very easy to access. We've been talking about that on the program today and just now. But most of the people that we work with are looking for probably a combination of both. They like the idea of not having to pay trading fees. They like the idea of minimizing cost in their portfolio, minimizing fees in the portfolio. They like the idea of active management in their portfolio, but they also don't want it to be a robot mm-hmm. you know, the whole time or a computer the whole time doing that. And so one of the things that we pride ourselves on is this combination of being able to provide the technology, provide the active management, provide low-cost solutions to actively manage portfolios, while at the same time you know, maintaining that human element, which means if you work with us, and you have a question, you can actually talk to a person. You can mm-hmm. talk directly to me, or if you're working with another advisor, directly to that advisor, regardless of what office you're closest to. Again, if you can hear us on the radio, there's an office close to you. Right? I mean, that's right. the reason you're hearing us on the radio. But regardless, you can actually you know, come and sit down and bounce ideas off of or ask questions to any one of us personally, face-to-face, or over the phone. And that is one of the things that you know, the robo-advisors are, are lacking. Mm -hmm. Um, And frankly, some people just want a relationship with somebody that has a vested interest in them doing well.
0: This is Guarding Your Nest Egg with Mike Lester. Catch up and interact with the show anytime. At guardingyournastag.com. Mike Lester is a registered representative of and offers securities through World Equity Group Inc., member FINRA, and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offer through Retirement Wealth Advisors. Talent Wealth Management and Retirement Wealth Advisors are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group Inc. Mike Lester is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Talent Wealth Management, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this radio station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles. discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer to only fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantee Guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors. Florida license number D056341. California license number 0N00828.